0: Despite the nationwide backlash against Bud Light, Dylan Mulvaney has just received another endorsement deal, this time from Maybelline. It's me. Here he is, Mr. Mulvaney looking like a dude, and then he puts the the makeup on, and he looks like a dude trying to look like Audrey Hepburn, and he, he does his cheering. And unlike Bud Light, which caters primarily to frat boys and construction workers, Maybelline makes some sense as a Mulvaney advertiser. Yes, Mulvaney's ideology is opposed by the vast majority of Americans. But Maybelline makeup is intended to make people look different than they otherwise should. Sure, the company seems to be taking its tagline a little bit far. Maybe she's born with it. Maybe it's Maybelline. In this case, it's, it's all Maybelline. It's entirely Maybelline. Uh, Dylan Mulvaney is definitely not born with it. Sure. Okay. Why, why are they doing this? Because the establishment has spoken. Transgenderism is here to stay, whether it's profitable or not, whether the people want it or not. The scariest part of these campaigns is not what they say about gender or the corporations, but what they say about self-government. Our ruling class is in agreement. And so for now at least, that's the way things are going to be. I'm Michael Knowles. This is The Michael Knowles Show. Welcome back to the show. A lot of companies are cashing in on the backlash against Bud Light, against Maybelline, against Olay. Watch companies, beer companies, conservatives following the Jeremy's Razors model, which we will get to in just a second. First, though, It's not just some woke corporations. It's not just Disney and Bud Light and KitchenAid and Maybelline. It's the Biden administration all the way up to the White House. The Biden administration is now wielding the DOJ to double down on transing the kids. Joe Biden's DOJ is challenging the Tennessee law that says you can't castrate little kids and pump them full across sex hormones. You can't trans vulnerable children. Biden's DOJ says, oh, yes, you will. We are not going to let the people of Tennessee through their elected representatives stop the transing of the kids. We are going to challenge the Tennessee law that bans what the White House calls critically medically necessary care for transgender youth. Forget about transing the kids for a second. Forget about the whole ideology of transgenderism. Just think about what this says about self-government. The only conclusion here that we can draw is that this White House and the whole political class that it represents, they don't feel they need to answer to the people. Few research shows that 60% of Americans reject the ideology of transgenderism. period. A far greater number of Americans oppose transing poor little kids. Doesn't matter, according to Joe Biden. They are going to double down on this. Why? Why would the White House, especially at a time where approval ratings are so low, Joe Biden's got these historical uh, approval ratings, disapproval ratings, rather. He's heading into a reelection campaign. Why would they double down on this? The only plausible answer is that they don't feel they have to answer to the people. They control enough of the power centers and the media and the schools and the administrative state and the way elections are conducted, perhaps, that they just don't think they have to answer for this. And so they're going to do whatever their ideology tells them to do, public opinion, common sense, right reason, be damned. Speaking of Joe Biden, Joe Biden has been a declared candidate for reelection for now about 32 hours by my count. And he is already lying up and down the campaign trail Here's here's a new one from Joe Biden. You thought you heard all of his lies about his academic record, about his professional record, about how his dad loved watching men kiss in the street back in Scranton or something, about his family, about his children, (laughs) about his whole record. About growing up in the black church, about corn pop and uh, hairy legs at the local pool. Well, now we got a new one that involves not Joe Biden's father, but Joe Biden's grandfather. Think about it this way. My grandpa, who I never met, he died in the same hospital I was born in two weeks before I was born. Wow. Think about it this way. I grew up in small town America, good old family tradition, good old Scranton Joe. The story that Joe Biden is telling is irrelevant to the point here. The point being, he completely made that up. None of that ever happened. Joe Biden's grandpop, who he didn't know, died not in Scranton, but in Baltimore, Maryland. And he died in September 1941. Joe Biden wasn't born until November 1942 in a different town, in a different state. The whole thing was just made up. Who cares? Who cares that Joe Biden's flubbing some story from 80 years ago? I care because it tells me that this guy can't tell the difference between lies and the truth. This is what happens when you are a habitual liar, as Joe Biden is. Politicians tell lies a lot. Joe Biden tells more lies than most politicians. He's particularly egregious in this regard. And the fear of this is not just that you're going to deceive one person, or even a lot of people on just one issue or two issues. If you've ever known a liar, I mean a real habitual liar like Joe Biden, you'll know the craziest part is that after a while, even they can't tell the difference between lies and the truth. It's not that Joe Biden is setting out to deceive people. He says, oh, yes, <laughs> I'm going to fool them all today with this story about my grandpop in 1942. It's not that even he sincerely believes this really happened. Maybe he does, maybe he doesn't. It's just that he doesn't care. The truth means nothing to Joe Biden. And so with a president like that, for people who have grown up with an ideology that lends itself to that kind of behavior, is it any wonder that they'll double down on the lie that a man can be a woman, that they'll double down on the lie that castrating children is really good for them? It really improves their health. That they'll double down on the lie that a baby isn't really a baby. That they'll double down on the lie that foreign nationals are actually American citizens, sort of, in some way. That they'll double down on lie after lie after lie. No, because they just don't care about the truth. It doesn't look good, okay, when people do this sort of thing. Now, when you want to look good, you got to check out Genucel. Right now, go to genuselcom slash Are you looking for the perfect Mother's Day gift that will make the women in your life feel pampered and appreciated? our friends at GenuCell have you covered. GenuCell's most popular package is specially curated to nourish and rejuvenate skin. Right now, they're offering 70% off this package, which includes their ultra retinol and dark spot corrector. My producer, Jacob, uses GenuCell's ultra retinol every night before he goes to sleep. This nighttime moisturizer contains a powerful retinol alternative to visibly reduce the appearance of fine lines, wrinkles, and skin discoloration without the irritation of retinol. And I can say Producer Jacob, he looks very young and bright and fresh. Okay, he does. He does, and I credit all of that to GenuCell. I love GenuCell. It's it's absolutely fabulous. I love all their products. I love their under-eye bag treatment, because for me, my diet consists of black coffee, tobacco, and whiskey. So it's very helpful to keep me feeling young and vibrant. Try GenuCell's most popular package during their Mother's Day sale for 70, 70 percent off at GeniaCell.com/Noles. The founder is a great guy, a Coptic Christian from Egypt, came here for the American dream. Uh, it's just a wonderful company. Every most popular package features their ultra retinol and dark spot corrector. Get a complimentary spa essentials box with every package order from now until Mother's Day. They will even upgrade you to free priority shipping. Don't wait, geniacellcom slash Knowles, noles Something really doesn't look good in politics and media is that Fox News fired Tucker Carlson. The the political world is still reacting to this. The top rated cable host, not just these days, but ever of all time, fired totally unexpectedly at the very height of his power. People are trying to figure out, well, What motivated it? Is it the the Dominion lawsuit? That doesn't really make sense because other hosts on Fox went much further in their claims of election fraud than Tucker Carlson did. Why do they still have their jobs and Tucker doesn't? Well, is it that, um, I don't know, Tucker has a sexual harassment suit or something like that coming, kind of like Bill O'Reilly? No, there's not been one peep about anything like that. That would be completely out of character for Tucker. Totally shocking. Well, I don't know, is it that Tucker just chose to leave? No, Tucker signed off his show on Friday, telling people, see on Monday. So Tucker thought he still had a show the following week. There's was a story that came out of Vanity Fair, which we talked about a little bit yesterday, which is that Rupert Murdoch, head of News Corporation, apparently had a dinner with his then fiance and her favorite host, Tucker Carlson, in which... The then fiance brought out a Bible. She said, oh, Tucker, I think you're a messenger from God. I just love your show. I think you're really standing up for the right thing. You're, you're standing up for God. Then Tucker, well, then Rupert Murdoch apparently broke off this engagement shortly after that dinner. And then Tucker gave a speech on Friday night or Saturday night, sometime over the weekend at the Heritage Foundation 50th anniversary dinner in which he said, I no longer believe that our political fight is between one white paper and another white paper, both both parties seeking the same ends. I'm now beginning to think this is a clearer fight between good and evil. And so I, even being an Episcopalian, a fairly shallow tradition these days, I recommend you all take 10 minutes out of your day to say a prayer. And according to the news reports, according to Vanity Fair, that's what got Tucker fired. The fact that he said in a big speech that people should pray, that was a bridge too far. And so what do I know? I don't know. I've been on Fox a lot of times, but I've never worked for Fox News. I don't know Rupert Murdoch. I it, it seems so crazy that it also would seem to me to be the most plausible explanation. It's so absurd. It's so ridiculous that in this fallen world that is governed by the principalities and powers and spiritual wickedness in high places, in this fallen world in which You're not allowed to read the Bible in schools, but you can be assigned gay porn in schools, including in elementary schools. In this crazy clown world we're living in, that to me seemed like the most plausible explanation. And our friend Glenn Beck seems to be backing that up. Glenn obviously worked at Fox for a long time, was a very highly rated host over there. And he said, from what he knows of Rupert Murdoch, the story rings true.
1: This is is something that bothers Rupert deeply deeply bothers him. Uh, I was told not to use the word God on the air anymore. And I was like, wow. um, Okay. And they're like, uh, you know, you gotta stop using it. And three months go by and he comes back and he says, do you know how many times did you, do you not remember when I said, don't talk about God all the time? And I said, yes. And he said, um, do you know how many times you've said God on the air? Since that, I looked at him and I kind of laughed and I said, you counted? And he said, I can't remember the number, but it was like 91 times. I'm like, huh, now stop it. Okay, well, I didn't. But that really bothered them. That
0: really bothered them. Rupert doesn't like that. Isn't that kind of weird? Isn't that kind of weird that, according now to a Fox source, And according to Glenn Beck, who has plenty of experience at Fox News and who is going on the record with this, that the head of not just the allegedly conservative news channel, but much of conservative media really doesn't want you talking about God. Without God, what are we conserving? What is conservatism? What is the right without God? When these terms came about, the right and the left, what did they refer to? They referred to two sides of the National Assembly in the early days of the French Revolution. On on the left side of the Assembly, you had the radicals who opposed the political order and who opposed the church and who opposed God. And then on the right side of the aisle, you had the people who supported political order and justice and the church and God, people who supported throne and altar. In America, now, long after the French Revolution, American conservatives, what do we defend? We're supposed to be defending justice. We're supposed to be defending a prosperous, flourishing country. Sure, we want a strong economy. But more than that, don't we want family values? Don't we want to defend faith? Don't we want to defend what's right? Don't we want to defend God? God doesn't need us to defend him, but <laughs> it would be good for us to be on God's side. <laughs> if you got to pick, I would recommend uh, be on God's side. And a nation that turns away from God doesn't, doesn't turn out very well. And the Men who founded our country, going back even before the American Revolution, going back all the way to 1620 in the Mayflower and Massachusetts colony, they viewed America as a shining city on a hill, as a Christian country that would look toward God. We have in God we trust on our money. And, and the head of the conservative media, at least the traditional conservative media, he says, don't talk about God. We're going to fire our top rated host if he talks about God. It's pretty weird. It's almost as if we always knew the conservatives were outnumbered in terms of the power centers. We thought, well, at least we've got this one cable channel. Well, at least we've got this one media corporation. I don't know, if we can't talk about God, then then we don't have that power center. Then it is simply not conservative. Tucker is right. Tucker's speech was right. Increasingly, our politics appears not to be Uh, debate between the most efficient or prudent means to achieve the good ends that we all agree to. It it just increasingly seems to be a fight between good and evil. You want to see one of the creepiest videos you'll see in a while? It's not a trans thing, I promise. I know that all the creepy videos these days are transgender activists doing all sorts of weird stuff. this is actually creepier. This is an Arizona state representative, Stephanie Stahl Hamilton from Tucson, She was caught on camera going into the House members only lounge at the Arizona State Capitol and hiding Bibles. I guess there are some Bibles out in this lounge. Probably a good thing for legislators to refer to. The most important book uh, in the history of our civilization. The book that I believe is the uh, inerrant word of God. But even if you don't believe in that, certainly you think it's an important, important book. And that lays out the law, the, the moral law from which we, we write our civil law. So I was out there, if people want to read the Bible, they're not, they're not being forced to read the Bible. But then this Democrat goes in and just very creepily picks up these Bibles and hides them, hides them under a chair, hides them, I don't know, behind a desk, but just so people can't read them anymore. A reporter confronted her about this, a reporter. I've tried to get a statement. This woman's office totally stonewalled the reporter. So the reporter goes up. He says, "Hey, okay. I'm glad I caught you, state rep. Why are you hiding the Bibles?"
1: Hey Stephanie, not very nice to hang up on me. Just a simple question. I why don't
0: did you don't
2: want to. Talk it's,
0: it's just a simple question. Why would you hide the Bibles?
2: Who says anything it's, about hiding Bibles? And I don't. You're caught I'm, on
0: video. You're caught on video. It's a very simple question, Stephanie. Stephanie, you're an ordained minister. Why would you, why would you hide the Bible, Stephanie? Hold on, did you catch that part at the end? He says to the state rep, Stephanie, you're an ordained minister, which I don't know what weird cult this lady is an ordained minister in. <laughs> I don't, certainly not the uh, traditional church, <laughs> but I don't know. She's a priestess, I guess, in some strange cult, but whatever cult she's in, she doesn't seem to like the Bible very much. She doesn't seem to like the Word of God very much. And regardless of her side hustle in some New Age cult, This woman is a representative of the people in Arizona. And and so the press comes up. Remember, the liberals have told us that the press, they're the the fourth estate. They're the brave, intrepid journalists who speak truth to power. They're the most wonderful people in the world, except when they have questions that are inconvenient for the Democrats. She says, I don't want to talk to you. I don't go away. I don't want to talk to you. Stephanie, just a simple question. Why are you hiding Bibles at the Capitol. Uh, Who said anything about that? Well, I just said it because we have you on video doing it. Bye. See you. Bye-bye. It's really weird. And it really seems to prove Tucker's point. At some periods of politics, things are kind of normal and people basically agree We've had moments of this kind of a consensus in American history, not even all that long ago. And so the two parties aren't all that different, and it's easy to work across the aisle. And sometimes it's hard to tell the difference between a Republican and a Democrat, because listen, we all salute the same flag, and we all pray to the same God, and we all love our country. We're not in one of those times right now. We don't salute the same flag. The Conservatives salute the Star-Spangled Banner, the Libs salute the Rainbow, which is increasingly gaining colors seemingly by the hour. We don't pray to the same God. Conservatives pray to God. Liberals pray to, I don't know, to Gaia. Liberals pray to Reiki and crystals and (laughs) astrology and the trans-gnosticism and Sometimes explicitly to the devil. You see a lot of devil imagery today, and at the very least, they pray to themselves, the cult of the self. And we don't all really love the same country. Conservatives certainly speak in a way that is patriotic, but the libs don't really, right? The libs say that America was founded as an evil country and Uh, read the 1619 Project. It tells you the country was founded to preserve slavery. And even though that's not true, we're still going to publish it. We're going to put it in schools. This is an evil, terrible country. We've got to erase the borders, get rid of the country entirely. In that framework, you can't just kind of work together and reach across the aisle. In that framework, someone's got to win and someone's got to lose. You can't meet in the middle. We've talked now for a few weeks really, I guess since my CPAC speech, about how on some issues you can find a conciliatory middle ground. On some issues you can't because you'll just end up splitting the baby. And that's no good to anybody. On some issues that involve mutually contradictory principles, you've got to pick a side. You can't be lukewarm or you will be spit out. No one will want you at all. Now, I know that when you hold a barbecue for your friends, they're not going to spit out that food. It's going to be delicious. But, but to have that barbecue, you've got to have a full- propane tank. That's why you got to check out Cinch. Right now, go to cinch.com. Use promo code at Knowles. The weather is warming up here in Nashville. That means backyard barbecues and campfires. The last thing you need to be doing when getting ready to host guests is driving around worrying about where to refill propane tank. That is where Cinch saves you time and money. Cinch is a propane grill tank home delivery service. They deliver propane tanks right to your door. Cinch delivers on your schedule, requires no long-term commitment or subscription. Super easy. Delivery is completely contactless. You don't have to wait around at home. You track the order on the Cinch app from anywhere. Whether you're grilling or making s'mores around the campfire, Cinch's propane delivery service ensures you have the fuel you need to make the most of every moment. Go to cinch.com or download their app to order. New customers can get their first tank exchange for just 10 bucks with promo code Knowles. Go to cinch.com or download the Cinch app, C-Y-N-C-H. Use promo code Knowles to get your first tank exchange for just 10 bucks. Limited time offer and you must live within a cinch service area to redeem it. Visit cinch.com slash offer for details. This Saturday, we are releasing a new episode of the Yes or No Game featuring the men of Crane & Company. Great sitting down with David, Jake, and Blaine for the most crowded episode of Yes or No Yet. Check it out. Being naked in the shower with a bunch of dudes is totally not gay, as long as it's after a long day horsing around in the hot sun on a sports team. Well, I thought you were gonna say if the lights are off, then the answer's always yes. (laughs) Um, I would say either yes, it's gay, or no, it's not gay. Okay, All all right, here we go. One, two, three. We take on the really important issues, as you can tell. By the way, there's been a run on dailywire.com shop. Our current stock of yes or no, the game is about to sell out. You are buying them faster than we can make them. This was true the first time that we produced the most wonderful game that you can buy and play with your friends. Uh, and it seems to be true that for the second run, too. Even though we tried to multiply the order by four or five this time, uh, we got we got a lot selling out. So act now for your last chance to bring the fun home before you have to wait like the rest of the Hoy polloi, who have not secured a game. Go to dailywire.com shop today. Also, Crane Co is hosting a 2023 NFL Draft live stream tonight, 7.45 p.m. Eastern. They'll be taking bets, providing in-depth analysis on draft picks in the upcoming season, as well as having some special guests. Tune in, 7.45 p.m. Eastern. Don't miss what they'll do to host Jake Crane if they hit 100,000 subscribers during the stream. Speaking of sports... Mayor Pete, Transportation Secretary Pete, he has had it with all this talk about transgenderism in sports, okay? Mayor Pete, he's got a lot of important work to do. And all this talk about how men shouldn't be put on the women's sports teams, well, that's preventing him from building bridges.
1: Well, I do think that the culture wars are getting in the way sometimes. I mean, uh, just the other day, I was testifying in the appropriations subcommittee explaining how our budget was going to help with things like railroad safety, Mm -hmm. air traffic control, and other transportation needs. And we had to take a break so that they could all go and vote on a bill to kick uh, transgender teenagers off of sports teams. That was the priority uh, for the House GOP that day. So these things really are getting in the way of our ability to get work done. We're literally building bridges, and they're literally banning books.
0: Huh? Yeah. The other day, I was I was testifying about all the things that I've implausibly screwed up as uh, Secretary of Transportation. It's the easiest job in the whole government, and I somehow managed to blow it. So we were talking about all the train derailments under my watch, and all of the uh, many supply chain problems, and just just everything that possibly could have gone wrong, going wrong under my watch. And we had to take a break so that uh, these terrible Republicans could go and protect uh, women and young girls from getting concussions because they're being forced to compete against burly men on the volleyball team and, well, on the track team and on all sorts of teams where the men are then taking their trophies and scholarships. <laughs> Can you imagine that? I can't, I can't imagine that. And then I had to take a two-month break so I could go chest feed. <laughs> oh, wow. Wow, that's amazing, Mayor Pete. You sound really, really busy. But I, I don't know. I guess I've got a, a little more hope and confidence in the government seems to me that the Congress can protect the rights of women and girls while at the same time you run the train tracks and the roads and the bridges without all of them collapsing. I don't know. Call me crazy. I think we can do that. I think it's even easier than walking and chewing gum at the same time. Maybe not for Mayor Pete. We can't build bridges anymore because the Republicans are protecting young girls. What are you talking about? The government does a lot of things. We've got a foreign policy that Biden's screwing up. We have an economy that Biden destroyed. We've got we've got borders that Biden fails to secure. We've got, okay, you're right. I guess this administration can't do much of anything at all. But other administrations have dealt with these issues and they do lots of different things at different times. It's not very convincing that you can't build bridges while protecting girls. It's a deflection, and Buttigieg has to deflect here. Buttigieg realizes that the best course of action on the transgender issue is deflection. This is why my debate opponent at the University of Pittsburgh debate, sponsored by ISI, this is why he pulled out at the very last minute, is because he's got all sorts of fancy degrees. He's probably the most erudite, best-educated person in the country to debate this issue, And he realized at the last moment that even he, with all that fancy academic background, had no argument. And so he had to withdraw from the debate. He had to concede before the debate took place rather than lose in front of C-SPAN's cameras. Nobody will debate this issue. ISI at that point reached out to something like a dozen pro-trans libs. None of them would come on. We finally got a guy who identifies as a right-winger, Brad Palumbo, to defend a far more moderate position than was initially supposed to be the topic of the debate. There's no one who adopts the pro-trans view. No one, like the Biden administration, who is going further and saying, we need to trans the kids, we need to stop states from protecting kids against the trans procedures. No one can actually defend it. So there's no intellect left in that debate. It's all pure will. It's all pure sleight of hand. It's all, hey, look over there at that bridge, huh Hey, come on, don't pay no attention to the man behind the curtain. Yep, that's right. Now, speaking of the culture war issues, Nikki Haley, running for president, certainly in the more moderate lane of the GOP. Nikki was just on Fox News. She was asked about Disney, which has been under fire, for transing the kids, for opposing a Florida law that would make it harder for people to trans the kids, Nikki's answer is raising a lot of eyebrows.
3: This is obviously dramatically escalating the feud between Disney and Ron DeSantis. Uh, They're alleging that the Republican governor has waged a, quote, relentless campaign to weaponize government power over the company. What is your reaction to that as we still have yet to see him jump officially into the race? You know, as governor, I took a double-digit unemployment state and I turned it into an economic powerhouse. Businesses were my partners, because if you take care of your businesses, you take care of your economy, your economy takes care of the people, and everyone wins. And so that's the way we dealt with it. We are South Carolina was a very anti-woke state. It still is. And if Disney would like to move their hundreds of thousands of jobs to South Carolina and bring the billions of dollars with them, I'll let them know. I'll be happy to meet them in South Carolina and introduce them to the governor and the legislature that would, that would welcome it.
0: Everyone is saying this is a huge mistake, and this is the defining moment of Haley's campaign, and she's totally toast now. I don't agree with that analysis. Yes, Nikki just articulated a very unpopular stance. It's a stance that is out of step with where the GOP is right now. I don't think the GOP wants to hear about how these woke corporations should be invited into our states to bring a lot of jobs and money and, and drive the economy. I think the GOP wants to hear more about how politicians are going to throw their power around to bully the corporations into cutting out their unjust practices, such as transing the kids, uh, trying to overturn laws passed by the people's representatives to stop transing the kids. Okay, I agree with that part of it, but I'm not convinced this is a huge mistake for Nikki. Nikki is running in the more moderate lane. Nikki is running in the business Republican kind of lane. Let's just focus on the economy. Let's pay a little less attention to these culture war issues. It's probably her best lane in this race. If Nikki tries to compete on wielding the government to wage the culture war, and she's trying to compete against Ron DeSantis and Donald Trump, she's gonna come up short. We're in a really weird year where a one-term incumbent is running for re-election. So even if she were just running against Trump, a brash cultural figure, she and everyone else would come up short. But especially you've got her running against Ron DeSantis, who is the subject here, who is wielding the government, specifically against Disney. So she's gotta give herself some differentiation. And I, I don't know what the calculus was from the campaign or from Nikki herself. But just looking at this as an observer, I think what she's saying is, okay, political winds can change. And right now we're in a moment where the GOP base really wants to wield the government, really wants to hit these woke corporations. But the winds might change. Political winds have changed more quickly at other times in history. And so if that happens, and if Trump falters, and if DeSantis falters, then I am going to be over here as an alternative. Candidate, does that mean that Nikki is is suddenly going to jump up in the polls and is going to become the favorite to win the White House? No, but from where she stands in the race, I'm not convinced this is the worst position to adopt. It's just an alternative if things change dramatically. Now, speaking of Ron DeSantis, Ron DeSantis is doubling down on his position, which is now we got to bring Disney into line. He says, there's nothing conservative about deferring to corporations.
2: I just think as as conservatives, you know, it's not conservative to just simply defer to every corporation in America. That's being a corporatist. And so when I have to When I have to look and see in the state of Florida, you know, are we being governed appropriately? Are we advancing the rule of law? And I have to take on a company like Disney, you know, a corporatist would say that you have to give Disney everything at once. Well, in reality, uh, Disney was enjoying unprecedented privileges and subsidies. They controlled their own government in Central Florida. They were exempt from laws that virtually everybody else had to follow. They had great tax breaks. They were even able to rack up debt. No single entity or individual in the state of Florida enjoyed such privileges. And you know, that's not good government. That's not free enterprise. But it's certainly even worse when a company takes all those privileges that have been bestowed over many, many decades and uses that to wage war on state policy regarding families and children.
0: This is where the conservatives are right now. This is where the Republicans are right now. I also happen to think this is the correct approach. What DeSantis is saying is, look, it's not that we hate business. It's not that we want to destroy the economy. We just want to put business in its proper place. And there's a tradition of this critique on the right. This is not a totally new idea. You might say that Ron DeSantis is a business second Republican. He's not a business first Republican. He's a business second Republican. Yeah, you want thriving businesses, for the end of a good flourishing society. There was a, a famous essay by Irving Kristol, the, the better crystal, And the far superior crystal compared to his son, Bill Kristol. And Irving Kristol had an essay called Two Cheers for Capitalism. Not, not quite three cheers. But two cheers. We want a thriving economy. We want prosperity. We want people to have their material needs taken care of. But we don't want to worship mammon. We don't want to pretend that political society is simply to serve the economy and to serve GDP, and that corporations can do no wrong even when they want to trans the kids. No. Two cheers for capitalism. Business second. America first, really God first. And if you put God first, then you're going to have a healthy sense of patriotism. You're going to have a strong support for your family, a love of your community, and the basic building block of your political community, which is your family. And patriotism is an extension of that filial piety that you have. And all of this flows one from the other. But then when you start to get these things out of order and you say, no, actually, my family is just a kind of an economic unit. And our country, it's really just a space where a bunch of producers and worker bees and consumers all happen to live together so that we can tick up that GDP and that's all that matters and forget about the culture. Then things start to go a little bit haywire. In stores all across America, prices are going up for the things you love, but not at the Daily Wire store, okay? Because we try to keep the economy in its proper place and things in order. And so we know how to, we know how to balance these things. Right now, you can get a huge discount on some amazing Daily Wire shirts, hats, accessories, and more during our biggest clearance sale ever. You can save on great items. Great items like this. This is the Fau Che t-shirt. Do you get it? Fau Che. Do you get it? Fau Che. Do you get it? Listen here. Viva siempre la revolución. All right, you dirty sheep. Buy the shirt. That's what they're saying. Trust the science. Compra la camiseta. Yo soy la camiseta. That's how Fauci would say it. He also comes in a poster and a button to do not wait. Head on over to the Daily Wire store to get your hands on some great woke free gear and save big on our mega sale, our mega mega sale, because the sale ends tomorrow. Dailywire.com slash shop. My favorite comment yesterday is from Derek, who says, so the, the London Marathon turned out to be a drag race. Do you get it? We got a lot of Henny Youngman one liners today, don't we? <laughs> it's a good line. I laughed. I lolled. But speaking of the transgender issue and the economy and private industry, it's a story I, I was meaning to get to a little bit earlier. I'm glad we have a little time to get to it now. Are you familiar with Eggard Watches? Probably you're not. It's a relatively small watch company. Well, they just, over the last week or two, put out an ad for their watches. I love watches. Watch is a pretty simple thing though, it tells the time. Uh, what is the ad about? The ad has nothing to do with watches and everything to do with our culture.
1: When I was a little girl, I had this dream that seemed so impossible.
2: I was gonna be the fastest runner in hmm. the world. It will be I a new world record. I got this little nugget of an idea from my dad.
0: Pretty standard, he standard, to watch me run and kind of say, ain't no woman alive
2: that can beat oh, you.
0: Working hard. And I
2: believed him. He made me feel I had a goal
0: invincible. that I wanted to achieve.
2: It wasn't easy. I trained hard, harder than anyone else I know.
0: All right, girl power, right? This. That's supposed to be the conclusion. I was yeah. an
2: unstoppable force, a life dedicated to perfection.
0: Perfection, buy these watches. I mean, you could have this perfection.
2: But even perfection wouldn't be enough.
0: Oh, wait a minute. Transgender woman who last year competed as a man wins the NCAA track. Leah Thomas, this dude, wins the Women's History Month spot. Fallon Fox, how many skulls need to be cracked by transgenders? Hashtag erased. Agard watches. That's quite a turn. Starts out like a normal aspirational ad. Strength, courage, determination. Buy our product. Very standard, but then it's strength, courage, determination. Won't really matter if we're living in a system of injustice that allows men to pummel women figuratively and literally in sports by our watches. There's not even a tie-in. They could have had a tie-in, which is, we know what time it is here at <laughs> Agard Watches or, or even a tie-in to timing the track. They don't need to do that. Agard is selling their opposition to leftism, transgenderism, wokeism, liberalism, all those isms that you don't like. And it's persuasive. If I were in the market to buy one of these watches, and I were debating between a company that either wanted to trans the kids, certainly, or even a company that were kind of silent on this, and Agard Watches, and I I basically like the designs all the same, I would totally pick Agard Watches. Right now, if I am forced to drink some crappy light beer, because, I don't know, they ran out of Mango White Claw or something at the bar. And I've got to pick between Bud Light and almost any other beer company. I'm going to pick almost any other beer company. Even though in the past, I previously would have ordered Bud Light. Not even because I like it that much, just because it's there, it's easy, it's cheap. I remember it from college parties, which is the main use, I think, of Bud Light. And so that they're done. I am done giving my money to corporations that hate me and that want to pursue policies that are not just stupid and inefficient, but downright evil. I'm done with that. I know it's difficult to totally stop doing that because in our economy, uh, everything is so intertwined that you are going to, many times during a day, have to participate with uh, with companies that are, are doing this sort of thing. But in as much as we have a conscious choice, in as much as we see it in a commercial, yeah, I'm done with that. And I think a lot of other people are too. You saw this recently, a uh, conservative social media influencer came out after Bud Light, and he said, I'm launching my own beer company. And it, it sounds a little bit familiar, by the way.
1: America's been drinking beer from a company that doesn't even know which restroom to use. That's why I created Conservative Dad's Ultra-Right 100% Woke-Free Beer. As conservatives, we're constantly getting hit in the face, left and right, by the woke mind virus. But the last place we want it is in our beer. If you know which bathroom to use, you know what beer you should be drinking. Stop giving money to woke corporations that hate our values. And to the rest of you woke corporations, stay the away from our kids. Buy yours online in 42 states at ultrarightbeer.com. <sighs> Tastes like freedom.
0: Okay, now I can't help but notice, can't help but notice that this commercial looks and sounds a little bit familiar. <laughs> Where have I seen this kind of cadence and shot structure and premise for a company before? I, don't, I may have seen it at a razor company or at a chocolate company, or I don't know, I keep bugging Jeremy to start a beer company too. And then to start 20 more companies after that, once these liberals keep, keep uh, screwing up all of our products, all of our favorite products. But I love that we're seeing this. What does it mean that we've got companies now following the Jeremy's model? In some cases, <laughs> almost shot for shot in the commercials. What does that mean? It means the model works. What does that mean? I love it. I love that we are seeing other conservatives come out and say, I want to do exactly what that guy is doing. Because when the Daily Wire launched Jeremy's Razors, a lot of people said, well, this is crazy. Why is a media company launching a consumer products razor subscription service? That's nuts. It's not going to work. You're going to lose a lot of money. It'll be a funny commercial, but you're crazy. You're limiting your audience by being so explicitly political, blah, blah, blah. And then we sold about a bazillion razors, and a lot of other conservatives and just non far left people around the country looked at that and said, You know what? That works. We're in. And I love that. That is a, when you see those two ads, that is a vote of confidence in the alternative economy. That is a vote of confidence in people who are not just saying, I hope that some conservative starts a company to give me an alternative. That's people putting their money where their mouth is, saying, No, I think this is a good bet. And I think it is a good bet. And we've seen this proven time and time again. And if Bud Light or Maybelline or even the supposedly right-wing cable news businesses think that they can just continue to spit in the face of conservatives as they have in the past, pretty much without consequence, I think they're in for a rude awakening. Politics can change very quickly. The media landscape can change very, very quickly. The economy can change very, very quickly. And I think we're in one of those periods of transition. Before we go, we may have another presidential candidate. It seems like every day we've got a new presidential candidate. Uh, Christy Noem, who's the governor of South Dakota, was just on Sean Hannity's show. Sean asked the question that I think you got to ask every single Republican politician today. Here's her answer.
1: There is a lot of talk that you might be considering getting into the presidential race, the, the nominating part of the race. Um, are you considering in any way, shape, matter, form a run for the presidency?
3: I'm super focused here, uh, Sean, in South Dakota. But I'll tell you, this country cannot afford four more years of Joe Biden. So um, we need new leadership and leadership that loves this country, not one that right, is can uh, clearly not healthy. I push a little That's not a no. Well, you can. I don't know if it's going to do you any good, but you sure can. (laughs) All
1: right. Well, give me a shot. Uh, But that's not a no. Would you consider it? Are you considering it?
3: It, It's not a no. But also, Sean, we've got so many people that are talking about it and running uh, that I think it's best if I stay focused where I am and continue to visit with my family and pray and and do the best thing that we think is right for our family. But then also, still continue to serve this country because we need people oh. that will step up and do hard things these days to, to solve our problems so I if I had an answer that was clear I'd give it to you today I promise
0: okay we, we get the point here from Christy now I'm good on Sean for pushing back a little bit. she's well it's not a no and now look I'm no I'm no advanced logician I am not but if I if it's not a no then I guess it's a yes she is considering running for president. Obviously, she's been signaling that she wants to run for president for some years now. And Christy Noem is kind of in the middle of the moderate wing of the party, the centrist wing, and the conservative wing. And she's, she's gone back and forth between those two wings a little bit. So there, she might be running in a third lane, which is the lane between Trump and DeSantis on one side and Tim Scott and Nikki Haley on the other side. And she might just think it's a little too crowded, so I'm going to stay out. But if she sees light, she is obviously running. Now, we have got an interview that I'm very, very excited for in the member block. This is an interview that I've been trying to set up for a while. I mentioned it some weeks ago when a Daily Wire reporter told me about one of the dark secrets of the transgender movement, which is that one of the drivers of transgenderism, it's not just— what kids are being taught in school. It's not just the popular culture. It's not just, I don't know, the plastics in the water turning the frickin' frogs gay. That pornography is a big driver of the explosion of transgender identity. We have a women's rights campaigner and a journalist who has done some pretty serious work on this issue. So we will get into it on the member block. The show continues now. Dailywire.com slash Use code Knowles at checkout for two months free on all annual plans.